This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, November 23rd, 2020. The day of this being released, Ty, we are one month and two days away from Christmas. Christmas. And to get in the holiday spirit, we are reviewing our first Christmas movie of the holiday season. Maybe our last. I don't know how many Christmas movies are coming out. Hopefully not very many. That is a Netflix original movie by the name of Jingle Jangle. Um, Mm. Yes, it sounds ridiculous. Uh, This was originally not on our radar because it sounded ridiculous. Had great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so we decided to give it a watch. And um, does it live up to the Rotten Tomato score? You're going to have to wait and see. We'll find out. But it is about a toy maker. Yes. And Christmas spirit. Not Santa Claus and elves. Different toy maker. Yes. So we are power ranking. Or drafting. I apologize. Yep. Toys. And you get the first overall pick. I do. And I kind of wish. Can I Can I trade for a future? Why? Because I don't want a first overall pick for just toys. That's too bad. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Hulk smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. In the gloriously vibrant town of Cobbleton, legendary toy maker Jeronicus Jangles, fans, fancifully, fanciful, fanciful. Fancy full <laughs> inventions burst with whimsy and wonder. But when trusted apprentice steals his most prized creation, it's up to his equally bright and inventive granddaughter and a long forgotten invention to heal old wounds and reawaken the magic within. It was written by Netflix. I don't know why they give Netflix credit for writing. There's someone at Netflix real pissed about that. Um, 
don't know. Maybe it was just a collective effort, man. Stars uh, Force Whitaker, Keegan Michael Key, uh, Ma- Madeline Mills, who is the titular granddaughter. John Legend helped produce this. Is that the same John Legend? I would imagine. It is. He's done some musical stuff before. Um, production. Netflix bought a pitch. So they bought the pitch from David E. Talbert, who is an American playwright. And the director. He's done plays such as Telling It Like It Tis. Oh, I see what um, he did there. And a novel, Love Don't Live Here No More, book one of Doggy Tales, 2006 with Snoop Dogg. Aw, shit. Um, he's done El Camino Christmas, Almost Christmas. I feel like I've seen that one. This man fucking loves Christmas. Uh, baggage claim, which maybe that's like traveling during the holidays. And oh, baggage claim, like oh, I got a holiday, like date, but she's got some baggage, and, and first, I'm claiming it. First Sunday with Ice Cube, Cat Williams, and Tracy Morgan. Does that have to do with the Friday series? But it's like two days after. <laughs> I have no idea. I've never seen those movies. Um, with Talbert signed on to write and direct the Christmas musical. On September 17th, 2018, it was announced that John Legend and Mike Jackson signed on as producers alongside David E. Talbert. <laughs> what? I almost asked if that was Michael Jackson. <laughs> Completely forgetting the fact that he's dead. <laughs> and Lynn Sisson Talbert for Brillstein Entertainment Partners. Ty Stick- Stickleris will executive produce. In October 2018, Forrest Whitaker joined the cast of the film. In April 2009, Keegan Michael Key, Felicia Rashad, Anika Ro- Noni Rose, and Madeline Mills joined the cast. In July 2019, Hugh Bonneville, Boneville, Bonerville joined the cast, not Bonerville. In October 2020, it was revealed that Ricky Martin joined the cast. Uh, Ricky Martin played the little doll. Film's musical oh. score includes song by John Legend and Philip Lawrence. Uh, principal photography began June 2019 in Norwich. The film includes stop motion and CGI animation. That's what I got from you via Wikipedia. Did they really stop motion that fucking doll? I guess so. Why? We aggressively mm. have the technology to animate that. Art. It's art, Tyler. Okay, appreciate it. No, because it didn't even look that good. I just assumed it was animation. Art, Tyler. That's wild if they fucking... That seems like... That's one of those things where like they tell you like if you work on set and you're going to be the guy dealing with that, you're just like, just make them fucking do it the other way. Like You're aggressively annoyed that you have to do stop motion. <laughs> uh, this movie... 94% on Rotten Tomatoes with 52 counts, uh, total count tomato meter. 81% audience score. When we first watched this movie, or at least when I first pitched that we should watch it, it had 100% with 25 reviews. So doing a little bit worse now that some more reviews have come in. It came out last Thursday um, at the time of recording this last Thursday, but still pretty decent. Not pretty decent. Very good. Very good scores. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was great. Uh, it was, you know, it's a Christmas movie, and you're going to get those Christmas vibes from it they live in a non-disclosed location that's just christmas town yeah Uh, they drive on the left side of the road notice that it was filmed in norwich okay that's in england top five uk things we did that last week jingle jangle (laughs) is it good enough to be a top five i'm trying to see i'm gonna look up real quick did armin white review this movie and i'll tell you if he did afterwards okay as of right now he has not reviewed this movie so Last movie we reviewed with him was On the Rock still. He gave that fresh, right? Ooh. Yeah. Bad. I got an idea for bad movie. I was going to make it Rat Race just to force you to watch Rat Race finally. I'm not going to do it. 
That does not meet the qualifications. I'm going to find, like, Armin White's favorite movie. The lowest. Well, that's Batman versus Superman. Um, <laughs> or no, Man of Steel. He said Man of Steel was the movie of the decade or whatever. I'm going to find one of the lowest movies he has, like the overall tomato meter that he gave fresh. I don't I don't hate that idea because he just loves to, you know, give bad movies, you know, good reviews and then good movies, bad reviews. Are so, we the number one Arm and White hating podcast? Absolutely. I, I think that's without a doubt. I mean, when he gives a movie like Serenity with a 20% of fresh rating, you Ooh, know. Serenity. Are you there? Can you click on that? Does that um, have Matthew McConaughey in it? Let me look. Yes, it does. That's dude. That movie's fucking stupid. <laughs> a movie is the sun, like it's like on a boat, and you're on this island, and it's the dad or whatever. Well, it's just some guy, and then he meets like his ex-wife or whatever, and it turns out it's all like in a fucking program that the son made, and the son's actually Matthew McConaughey, but he fucks the girl, and then it turns out the girl's his mom, so he fucked his mom in the simulation. He gave that a fresh. I mean, it's an awful film. Uh, he also gave uh, Into the Spider-Verse a rotten. So, I mean, we've we've gone through the <laughs> down the ringer with Armin White. Um, jingle jangle, though, Ty. Uh, putting the patent pending movie scale, movie rating scale to the test. I got to bring it up. I had it up, and then I clicked out of it. Plot slash story, of course. Spoilers ahead. So if you don't want your Christmas movie spoiled, you know, click away. Come back. Listen after you watch it. So the story is jingle jangle is this great inventor. You know, invents everything, blah, blah, blah. He has this awesome toy shop. He has an apprentice. And then Jingle Jangle gets his part, and he makes the toy come to life. And it's like, oh, this is going to change our life. The apprentice steals the toy and the book, like his invention book. Um, The toy wanted to be one of a kind. He did not want to be mass produced. Um, And the apprentice steals the book, and he apparently, you know, he steals all his inventions throughout time. uh, You know, 30-plus years of inventions, whatever it is. And then Mr. Jangle uh, just loses the desire to invent, apparently. Uh, loses his wife as well. Just kind of put that in there that she died. Uh, does not have a great relationship with his daughter. Oh, maybe that's what they fucking stop motion animated little book scenes. Yeah, probably. I'm fine with those. I like those. Um, get to that. And then, you know, <laughs> he meets his granddaughter for the first time. And it's kind of about him getting his inspiration to invent back. And uh, Keegan-Michael Key, who plays the older apprentice, kind of trying to steal one more invention from Mr. Jangle, which is kind of found by his, you know, intern. What was that little boy? What was his... Another apprentice? Yeah, it was a younger apprentice. Uh, you know, him and the granddaughter kind of created it, whatever. And then it's just this thing, heartwarming story, family, invention. I gave it a 12. Also gave it a 12. Um, a lot of stuff was just very uh, by the books in this movie. Yep. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key running out of inventions as soon as the granddaughter was there, I, I that was obvious that was going to happen from day one. Correct. Um, as soon as they showed him on the screen, without even knowing anything about this movie, they showed the apprentice. Still, as the apprentice, they said, "Rye, that's the bad guy." Like it's just the perfect time. To oh, it's a no-brainer because yeah. it was like, "Oh, he's doing good, but he's being ignored." Yeah. And it was like, "Oh yeah, no, he's going to hold a grudge." Yeah. And then you find out later that he fixed his toy for him or whatever. Was going to happen that night. To him that night. He would wait yeah. an hour. Um. Steals his book. Apparently, Mr. Jangle can't invent anything without that book. It was like he tried to, but he couldn't figure it out, and then just lost the desire to go on after he lost his book. So you're telling me he freaking developed this big old catalog, then loses the catalog? Like, doesn't he still know how to build the things that are in that catalog? Because he's the one that created them. Said he couldn't figure it back out, but then he lost his wife, and he lost the desire. That I understand. The not figuring it out. Like, if you take my DVOA sheet away from me, 
you know, speaking about sports, I'm going to be able to recreate it. I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't know how to do this now. I think you're underestimating DVOA. I mean, inventions compared <laughs> to DVOA. DVOA, just, that's just some stats. But if you... Inventions are your own creation. Exactly. It's like if he you created came, it. If you took a large chunk of your life to create a DVOA equation, and then someone took that away, and you're like, fuck, I got to figure this back out. I think it would take some time. Okay, whatever. Um, one of my biggest gripes with this plot was the very end. You know, obviously the grandma that was reading the story was going to be the granddaughter. Um, right away. Yeah, that was obvious. But I hate how she, like, opens the curtains and the kids see, like, this big old factory like they've never seen before. And it's like, do you just not look outside? I was sitting on the couch. I was like, you're telling me a factory their family fucking owns is on top of the hill where they live throughout this giant window? They've never fucking seen it before? I was like, this is obviously their families. Like, their family owns this. It's a giant fucking factory over the entire town, and you're just now finding it? They're like 12 or 15. (laughs) Like, they're not young children. Oh, man. That was the one that, like, I was just laughing my ass off. I was like, come on. And I guess it's a Christmas movie, and you're just supposed to kind of, you know, accept it. Also, do they not know their grandmother's name? Oh, yeah. That was another one. Did she just change the name for the story? And also, have they not seen the walking robot that lives with them <laughs> for the past 12 years? He's been hiding, bro. He's just been in the attic, just collecting dust. <laughs> he was like, you can't come out until I tell him the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just very basic by the book. You knew what was going to happen. Very simple. A plus B equals C plot, you know, formation, the way it flowed. Um, wasn't trying to do anything special. Had a few holes that you're just supposed to, you're meant to overlook. So you kind of just do overlook It's a feel-good Christmas movie. It's not a yeah. fucking gripping dramatic you know movie so that's why i got a 12 i agree visuals slash cinematography tyler what did you give it i gave it a 17 oh wow it's very high what did you give it a 16 well, that's actually pretty high too <laughs> um i thought it looked really good mm-hmm. um it definitely threw out that christmas vibe yeah very good uh set like set design and everything oh, absolutely yeah. um all of the performances were really good in terms of the music performances mm-hmm. and i jason i would have gave this a 16 but as you know victoria is a dancer yeah she choreographs things she makes dances she said the dances were good she gave the dances very high praise okay. and i said all right just for that i'm giving an extra point because there's a lot of times where like musicals and stuff where it's like hey we're singing we're also gonna move around but we're just gonna do whatever and sometimes it's very noticeable and funny she gave this a lot of praise where they actually took the time to include the dancing part. The one dancing scene that made me laugh out loud, like literally, was when they did like the snowball fight. Okay. And like the girl yes. like threw the snowball and they all just broke out into like a synchronized <laughs> yes. dance. I was like, what? It was very funny, but the dancing itself, high <laughs> praise by a choreographer. Um, I gave it a 16 for the same reason. Good set. Most of the CGI looked good. There was one moment in particular I remembered looking bad. It was when they were going down the vent and they like fly through the fucking the super fast propeller as ridiculous as it was. I didn't hold it back for that, but the scene of them flying through the propeller was very obviously like blue screened or green screened. And like, I don't know. I don't know if they like, it, it was the coloring or what, but it was very obviously like if we were to do a green screen, that's how it would have looked. Like, I don't know why that one moment in particular, not only that, the end of that moment where the boy falls out into the snow, mm-hmm. it was like a slow motion, them flying through the fan. Yep, and yep. then it cuts to the thing at a dead stop and him just flopping. And I was like, yeah. that was so aggressively fake. <laughs> Yeah. That was the only one that took me out of it. Yeah. Other than that, I think everything looked really good. It definitely did exactly, you know, created that vibe you want for this kind of film. 
Now, this is one of those rare instances. You know, this happens with this kind of movie where the cinematography kind of blends in with the key elements because the cinematography, uh, obviously music is part of that, but it's also part of the key elements for this movie, it being a Christmas musical. That's why I haven't talked about the music yet because I'm just going to jump right into key elements. I gave this a 17. Give it an 18. Wow. Um, I th- honestly thought, you know, like as cringy, <laughs> not cringy, but as funny as that dancing scene was in some of the songs were whatever, but overall I thought that it was actually pretty solid songs. Like not going to lie. The music was good. Yeah. Um, I was, I wasn't blown away by any of the songs. Don't get me wrong, but all of them sounded good. They all flowed I was impressed, well, man. I was actually impressed. Um, Forrest Whitaker singing. Yeah. Took me back. I was like, that's the Wakanda guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was really good though. Keegan Michael Key, his song, yeah, his song was good. I was surprised. <laughs> I didn't think he could sing. He's had a very weird career path. Yeah, and yeah. I respect it. I like seeing him in anything. Yeah, me too. Um, but I mean, it was a great musical. The songs were good. The sets were good. The music was great, and the Christmas vibe was. Oh yeah. I mean, just as good as you can get. Yeah, and that's obviously the other key element is the whole Christmas dynamic. This was a Christmas movie through and through. Um, you know. It, it just everything about it screamed Christmas. Even though it's weird because it, none of it was necessarily like directly Christmas. If you really think about it, like yeah, they were they were at the Christmas tree or whatever when she first read the story. But like, he's a toy inventor, and Keegan Michael Key wants to build another toy for the holiday season. But it's never like I don't know. You know what I mean? It's not like a direct like Christmas. Like if that makes sense. I know. He had to invent the toy by Christmas, they specifically said. Yeah, but it's not like the movie, like, it's a Christmas movie, but, like, the plot itself isn't necessarily revolved around the day of Christmas. It's more of just, like, Christmas time, Christmas settings. Um, yeah, and, I, like I mean, it, it was toys, but it wasn't even like, a, I have to get these toys out for the kids on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I have to get these toys, which I think speaks to how well they el- uh, executed this. Because now you shit, yeah. they, it was nothing specifically Christmas, but it was obviously like a Christmas movie. Yeah. And it felt aggressively Christmas, despite not being revolved, like, revolved like around the holiday. Like, this could have happened, it was snowing, but, like, this could happen in July. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> if it was snowing. But I... Could happen in July in Australia. It was a good Christmas movie, despite not being aggressively Christmas. Yeah. So, I mean, it hit the nail on the head, 17. Um, I don't... I guess it could have been higher because when you hear us talk about that, like, okay, great music. That's what I said. Great Christmas feel. You're thinking like, okay, well, you're not saying anything bad about it. That should be a 20 out of 20. The only reason I didn't is because I thought about it in an emotional sense because they definitely tried to get emotional some scenes. And I don't know where the disconnect was for me, but I wasn't fully connected to kind of the whole, like, family dynamic between the grandpa and the granddaughter and um this redemption story. I, I don't know what it was, but some of the emotion that was supposed to land just did not land for me. And that's why I only gave it a 17 instead of like a higher 1920 score. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I think also didn't laugh as much as I think they were trying to get me to laugh, but maybe it was more kid humor. I, I think it was definitely more kid humor. Um, it is actually called Christmas or jingle jingle colon a Christmas yeah. journey to yeah. confirm it is a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would agree with that. I think, for me, I think all of the music worked really good, but there wasn't a standout song where it's like that's stuck in my head necessarily. Yeah. Where like really good musicals that you know you think of other movies, you think even some Yaya Disney Ding movies. Dong. Fucking Yaya Ding Dong, man. <laughs> There's some songs that get stuck in your head. Everything was executed well in this. There was nothing bad, but there wasn't an incredible standout to make it a twenty. Yeah. 
Fair um, enough. I think that's the only reason I didn't give it higher. Yeah. Fair enough. Next category, Jay. I clicked on the wrong tab. We have characters. I kind of talk. I guess I kind of showed my hand a little bit by saying part of the key elements, but I gave this a 13. Gave it a 14. Um, I just, like I said, I lack some of that emotion, um, that connection to the characters that would have created that emotion. I thought everyone was fine. Um, I think my best actor, ironically, just in terms of performance, uh, was the young version of Jeronicus Jangle. I don't I know why. Him. I liked he, him a lot. He really killed it in his short amount of time. Uh, the older version, uh, Forrest Whitaker, I mean, he wasn't bad. I'm not, I didn't give him a bad score. My, uh, Keegan-Michael Key wasn't really in it much. So it was he had a like, few scenes, but that was it. Yeah, it was like he didn't really do enough to kind of put it over the edge. I thought the granddaughter was fine. I don't think she was anything spectacular. Um, I did laugh a little bit at the – I guess my favorite side character would be that girl who liked – Mr. Yes, Jangle and absolutely. kept calling him Jerry. <laughs> um, the boy was – he was what he was. Uh, it was just a lot of was what it was performances. I liked the little um, Ricky Martin character, yeah. the toy. I liked him a lot, and I liked, you know, the what is it, Buddy 3000? Mm-hmm. That was a very cute, insert cute character. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gave it a 14, though. I, I think the girl was fine. I think I, – I, I agree with the young Jeronicus Jangle. Yeah. That dude killed it. Yeah, that's the most did the most with a little amount of screen time mm-hmm. to steal the ringer, the Dion Waiters. Yeah, yeah, um, he was fucking fantastic, and he did exactly where you know it's this guy with ambition and you know the drive to invent and make people happy and all this stuff. He did incredible, and then you flip to the Forrest Whitaker performance where it's a completely defeated man. Yeah, where it's a very polar opposites. Oh yeah, and you know Forrest Whitaker, I think because of what he was playing, like a shell. Mm-hmm. Of his own self, it's kind of hard to give a good performance when you're supposed to be the guy with no emotion, just kind of yeah. getting through life. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I liked the granddaughter. I think she did a good job. She was enjoyable on screen. Um, I like Keegan Michael Keen. Anything he does, maybe, hand up, hand up. Probably gave it an extra point just because I like him. Maybe, and maybe this is something of it being handcuffed by being a PG Christmas movie. Like, maybe something that would have helped the characters was like a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more dread. That wasn't a cut. That was just me pausing because I thought of something that was stupid. A little bit more dread for Forrest Whitaker's character because he was, like, sad and mopey, but he wasn't all the way sad and mopey. Like, but it's a kid's movie. It's a Christmas movie. You're not going to, like, write no in, like – wants to be that sad on Christmas. Like a – yeah, I'm not going th- to say what I'm thinking, but they could have done it where, yeah, he was, like, more of a shell of himself and more of, like – Are you giving Forrest Whitaker cancer? No. Just say it. I, no, you're, no, you're, yeah, no, you're teasing it. No, it's not that. It's not that. That wouldn't be something in his control. I'm saying he's like so sad and so defeated. You know what I mean? Like really drive home that emotion of he doesn't feel like he has anything left to offer. Because um, that's you, how he was feeling. Do you want him to kill himself? <laughs> no, I do not want him to. Don't put that. What's wrong? This is a Christmas story. It's in don't, the name. Don't. I don't. It's want a Christmas journey. It's not a I, sad man wants to fucking commit suicide. I did not say that. I did not suggest that. That was all Tyler. That's aggressively not, not on me. Do not pin that on me. Anyone. I'm, I'm pinning it on you. <laughs> do not pin that on me, anyone. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. I like the young Jeronicus Jingle, okay? That's all I'm going to say. He's fantastic. Um, why is – I'm looking at the poster. Why is the grandma telling the story on the poster? Is that her? She's on the movie. She was on the screen for like four minutes. I mean, my poster's the young girl and the buddy. Mine's the young girl, buddy, but then there's uh, Forrest Whitaker on the side, Keegan-Michael Key on the side, and then the grandma. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm on IMDb. Look at the Ron Tomatoes one. I think that's the grandma telling the story. Does not belong to be there. I mean, she is the main character. Nope. Doesn't want... That should have been... She is Journey. She is the young girl. 
that should have been Edison. Or that should have been Edison. She's the one telling the story. I don't care. Uh, Enjoyment. Rotten tomato. I'm looking. Hold on. <laughs> oh, she is there. Yeah, shouldn't be her. Journey is on there twice. This is a exactly. time traveling poster. Ex- exactly my point. I don't think anyone should be there. I think it's the two toy inventors in Journey. Okay, fair enough. I don't think we need a fourth person on the poster. But Ricky Martin's there. What? Ricky Martin. He's on Kiko Michael Key's shoulder. Yeah, but they were like a they were they're a package deal. Why was okay? So that's another part about the plot that made me laugh is like Keegan Michael Key was kind of like taking demands from Ricky Martin. I, I'm just gonna call him Ricky Martin. Was like taking demands from Ricky Martin, like they were a name. partnership. And then you see Forrest Whitaker come in and just take his batteries out. Like, why didn't Keegan Michael Key do that? Like, if he was like really didn't like him, <laughs> he's just like, I'm gonna flip you off. <laughs> like, why did he get pushed around by a toy? <laughs> I don't know, and I also don't understand how. I guess the Ricky Martin one was more alive than the buddy. Yeah. But, like, he needed this special thing that showed up, and he made the Ricky Martin thing. You still have a live talking robot that you've already created. You just need to believe. This probably existed when you yeah. were still feeling good. Yeah. How didn't that work? <laughs> this seems like the less the less intuitive version of the Ricky Martin character, which implies you made it first when you still believed via the key part of the movie. You just got to believe, Ty. That was the message. Um, that was also my very funny because Victoria was like, they expect me to know all this math. And I was like, no, this is absurd math. <laughs> like, this is the equation of possibility or whatever. And it was like, you know, the, the fucking. There's a lot of calculus stuff too, like derivatives and everything. It was like the derivative of surprise. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they're just mixing math with nonsense. With emotions, yeah. <laughs> they're like they're using math to make you believe that it's something smart. But it's just it's just crazy talk. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Which yeah. made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Enjoyment, Ty. What did you give it? 14. Wow, you rated this movie a lot higher than I did. I think you were higher than me in every category. Uh, 12. Okay. I was higher by one... I'm five points higher than you. I gave it a 12. Okay, so 11 to 13 is my probably would not sit through again. I probably wouldn't. Uh, But it caught my attention at points. Uh, It is not in my recommended... I. I would re- recommend this to Victoria because I know she loves Christmas movies. I would recommend this to people I know who absolutely love Christmas movies. I would not recommend it out of the blue, personally. Um, I was a little bored at points, and maybe I'm just not a Christmas movie fantasy kind of movie guy. But I was just – I mean, it had good music and it had good sets. And, you know, that it hit home for that. But the characters didn't really drive it home. Plot was whatever. And I was just a little bit bored throughout points. So I gave it a 12. One point lower than Witches. I enjoyed Witches more than I enjoyed this movie. See, just marginally. I think they were very close. Um, I just thought of it in terms of Christmas movies. I would prefer if Christmas rolls around, and obviously Victoria loves watching her Christmas movies, I prefer this over most other Christmas movies. What about that one last year you guys went and saw in theaters that me and Rye were like, oh, last Christmas. We're like, okay, this one's where they spoil that the girl's like going to die or whatever, or someone's going to die. Don't they spoil someone's going to die in like the trailer? No. I thought someone died. That's why it's Last Christmas. It's actually Last Christmas because of the song Last Christmas, I Gave You My Heart. Uh-huh. The person she's dating is dead, and it's actually she had a transplant, and it's his heart. Oh. So Last Christmas, he gave her his heart. And she's just imagining all that. Yeah, and he doesn't actually exist. Was this better than that? Uh, I enjoyed this more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, top five Christmas movies all time. That's a potential idea. 
Oh, don't make me do that. I'm not a Christmas movie guy. Let's see. Uh, Santa 14 Claus. is like the highest a Christmas movie can get out of me. Santa Claus by with Tim Allen. That's a good one. I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, you know, it's one I actually really liked as a kid. Um, the one where he wants to have his house seen from space with all the Christmas lights. Has oh, Danny DeVito like in it. Older one, huh? That's like 2005. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about then. I'll look it up. Victoria uh-huh. really likes Polar Express. Does she listen to the podcast? Yeah, sometimes. Not always, though. Do you hate Polar Express? That movie is just the most, like, nothing happened movie ever. Uh, I don't really remember it. Exactly. They just, like, ride a train to freaking the North Pole. They get there, and I'm pretty sure that's it. They ride the Polar Express. That's, like, it. She enjoys it very much. And it's just, like, showing off animation. I feel like nothing happens in that movie. Mm, I think they go to a toy shop. (laughs) I I don't remember (laughs) I don't remember. I'm trying to see what this Danny DeVito movie is. Um, Christmas with the Cranks was a, a decent one. Okay. Um, Deck the Halls. Sure. I don't think I've seen it. It's got a uh, 28 meta score. The Harold and Kumar Christmas. Best. That one was in 3D. Christmas movies. They have a Christmas movie? Yeah. It's Harold and Kumar Christmas. Die Hard. Some people say that's a Christmas movie. Never seen it. Me either. Um, Daddy's Home 2. That's a Christmas movie. Bat, a Bad's Mom's Christmas. I should watch that. Is that the third one or the second one? I don't know. I like the first Bad Mom's. It was funny. And I never saw any of the other ones. The I, don't, gr- I don't remember that either. The Grinch. Grinch. Good one. Do you, pref- um, do you prefer the Jim Carrey or Doctor Strange? I've never seen the live action Grinch. Really? Yeah. What's wrong with you? So I prefer the the Doctor Strange one. Bad Santa, never seen that. That's a good one. Uh, Gremlins. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. That's a classic. Doesn't it have Trump in it? No, it's Home Alone too. Oh, I know one of them has Trump in it. That's Home Alone too. Maybe he's also in that one. Who knows? Um, yeah, I think that's. Oh, Mickey's Once Upon a Time Christmas. It had like four different shorts. We would watch that as a kid every Christmas on Christmas Eve. That's Christmas banger. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I was a kid, at least. <laughs> Jason, what's your overall score? 70. Yeah, I was like, I was right. I gave it a 75. Did I do my math right, though? Let's see. Uh, 12 plus 12 is 24 plus 16 is 40. Plus, yep, 70. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Could have um, been higher if I enjoyed it a little bit more, but... Um, yeah, it was a okay movie with good visuals and songs, and that's what kind of pushed it over the edge from being in a low 60s to a, a 70 flat for me. Yeah, I, I didn't – like I said, it didn't blow me away. I think Here. the visuals – I just dropped my phone. I'll put it I'll put it in the in the, the spreadsheet, Ty. Don't you worry. Thank you, Jay. Um, I think the visuals and everything worked out good. Don't fuck this up, though. Do that. Don't fuck what up? It's, it doesn't automatically compute? I have to I have to fill it in, and then it automatically computes. Otherwise, it gives numbers to these NA empty slots. What did you just fill in? I'm so confused. The within line score. But that's not the right answer. Well, it's half of what's there. Then we're going to put in mine. So an average score answer. of 72 and a half makes it the 24th ranked movie on our list. I... Uh, where's that? What is that in between? I, I, I fucked up the I, rankings. I... <laughs> That is, in, that is in between. 
I don't see it. Oh, Jingle Jingle. In between Major League and Eurovision, another musical. This had a lot more going on than Eurovision. I think Eurovision gets a better enjoyment score because I like the music a little bit more. And just Will Ferrell. Yeah. Even a C-plus Will Ferrell is still good. Yep. Um, Jingle Jingle, everything else is better. The the performances. I guess Eurovision had a pretty good group thing, though. They had this their feels, song. This Yaya feels Ding Dong and the other song were good, though. Yeah. This feels appropriately ranked. Let's see. I want to look at my personal ratings because I'm a narcissist. Um, I gave Jingle Jingle 70, which is the same. The Binge and Stuber. Oh, that hurts my heart. One worse than Hubie Halloween. What a terrible movie. Hubie Halloween, the better holiday movie. Absolutely not. You're a hater. I, I, I don't want to get down this Hubie Halloween rabbit hole with you <laughs> again because that was ridiculous. I gave it a 75, which is the same as Project Power. Worse than Rise of Skywalker. I know you love that movie. The Devil All the Time gave it, got a 74. Oh, that feels wrong. That feels I, wrong. Again, this is the thing with our ranking is you get points for entertainment and other That's stuff. That's true. It also has a much higher Rotten Tomato score. Yeah. That, our, our thing is not a direct correlation. You get points if you're just a cheesy action film as opposed to a slow dramatic film. Yeah. You got to be the whole fucking package to get 100. Yeah. All right. I mean, 72 and a half feels fair. It's right about where it needs to be. Riley said she would have gave it a 75, so you guys were right on the um, same wavelength. Yeah, Victoria would have gave it a 90. Really? She, she loved it. She loves Christmas movies, she does. man. You know, we overrate Will Ferrell. She overrates Christmas movies. Riley overrates Disney. Correct. Specifically Ratatouille. <laughs> Um, oh, I was going to say something. Oh, okay. So the Rotten Tomato score, 95%. Um, I think that's high. 94%, excuse me. I definitely agree. I think two things are in play here. One, it's a feel-good Christmas movie. And I, I made this case with another movie. I don't remember which movie it was. but like, Because Rotten Tomatoes in its essence is – it's not people rating it from 1 to 100. It's not like us taking the aggregate score of multiple things. It is, is this movie fresh? You know, people asking, is this fresh or is it rotten? Let's just say for simplicity's sake, Ty, fresh for us would be, I don't know, 65. You know, because I have some movies like 66, I don't know, uh, seven. we'll just say 70. Okay. Even though I have some movies in 60s, I might say it's fresh. We'll just say 70. So if you ask me, is this fresh? And I just blanketly say, okay, if it gets a 70 on the score, then I'm going to give it fresh. Then yes, I would say it's fresh. But then you have a movie like, you know, Borat, which I personally thought was more fresh, has a less score. I don't know. I just think this movie, it's it's good enough to be just fresh, but the 94 doesn't – it's not indicative of how good it really is. You know what I mean? It's not a very divisive movie. Yeah. So there isn't going to be people who fucking love it and hate it. It's yeah. going to be – a lot of people are going to have a very similar opinion about it. Yeah. And it's just good enough to be over that threshold. Whereas something like Borat, a lot of people are going to fucking hate Borat. Yeah. A lot of people are going to think it's way better than Jingle Jangle. Yeah. Um, it's one of those movies where you're going to get really high, really low, which leads to a low Rotten Tomato score. Mm-hmm. As opposed to something like this, where it's just kind of medium ground. Where I, I, it's an enjoyable movie. Everyone's going to say, yeah, pretty good. But that, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Isn't a 90. But if everyone's saying, yeah, it's pretty good, that's a 90 plus on Rotten Tomatoes. And I do think... 
I mean, there are some movies we gave uh, witches got rotten, but I, I, I do wonder if the lack of movies and just the status of the world kind of is leading to more favorable fresh scores. Um, that'd be a good study because, like, you look at a movie like On the Rocks, which had fifty percent audience, gets an eighty-six certified fresh. Um, that movie wasn't good. I mean, we rated it what fifty-three. That's I'd give that rotten. Um, yep. You know, so it, it's just you know the binge. I think the binge actually had a low score, but again, that's something where people are either going to think it's pretty funny or they're going to think it's really stupid. Twenty-four uh, percent, but that's the thing. The binge has twenty-four. Jingle Jangle has ninety-four. Is Jingle Jangle a 70% better movie than The Binge? No. Not a chance. I mean, audience score. The Binge has 85 and Jingle Jangle has 81. So so it's just one of those things where they might be, you know, Jingle Jangle might be a 5% better movie or whatever our scale says it is. But because it barely is over that threshold, it ends up being way more fresh. I mean, look, The Binge is 68.5. Jingle Jangle is 72.5. So, yeah, and if you look like, I give them the same score. IMDb gives The Binge a 5 out of 10. Jingle Jingle only a 6.7 out of 10. So, yeah. Uh, that's more indicative, but I think everyone gives it a 6.7. And if you get over 65, it's fresh. We really should patent this uh, movie scale and create a website where people can fill out the movie scale. And then it creates like a collective rankings of the audience movie scale, what they rate it. What they're within the line scale. Yeah. People are going to be like, oh, what's got on Rotten Tomatoes? Be like, oh, that's not very that's not very indicative of the real score. What's got them within the lines? <laughs> Um, yeah and then it'll help our bias because right now Infinity War is the greatest movie ever made that we've reviewed look man I think a lot of people are going to give Infinity War great enjoyment great characters great key elements great visual cinematography yeah 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 (laughs) it's our scale it's how it works if you're a good entertaining movie and you also have a good story and good visuals you're going to get a really good fucking score fair man fair I don't know what else to say fucking fantastic i i'm itching maybe we have to do a throwback review i don't know maybe next week's bad movie review um what is next week the 25th we got one no no, no. it is fuck so we have to watch a bad movie fucking god damn it um you we this started because you said you wanted to start watching bad movies yeah but now more movies are coming out because we were just doing throwbacks for a while there okay 2021 2020 has been a shitty year all right everything besides the dodgers winning the world series has been shitty um so we've been doing bad movie reviews at the end of the month. Next year, 2021, it's going to be the year of positivity. We're going to start doing, like, great movie reviews to end the month. Like a, a cult classic movie. So instead of bad movie review, it's throwback movie review to end the month. And we just choose one but it's a, a movie, great. A movie everyone loves or something, or we love. Like The Godfather or something. Yeah, and the rest of the month we'll do new stuff because we're getting more yeah. releases and shit. And yep. then that'll be our throwback. Yeah. I like that. Um, but for the next two months, we still got to do bad. <laughs> We have two more bad movies. To Maybe next month. We each get one more. Yeah, this month is my pick. Maybe next month we do a bad Christmas movie since it's Christmas, but that'll be up to you. Um, but I'm itching to watch another like great movie because I feel like we had Slumdog Millionaire, which we watched recently. That was the last, you know, that's the highest of the recent movies. Um, and then also Palm Springs, since the pandemic started, is the next best with an 84. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire, 88.5. Besides that, the best movie we've seen is Enola Holmes seventy eight. Like we haven't, we've had two movies eighty plus. Yeah, and I get our scale is, um, you know, exclusive to get a high score and all, but I'm just itching to watch a good movie, a really good movie. We only have five in the nineties. Yeah, we need to add to that. We do. Hamilton. Okay, no Hamilton. That's been obviously never mind. That was on Fourth of July. I got a ninety one, but that's not a movie. That's not a movie. 
It's it musical. is, but it's not. It wasn't even on our list. It was on a patent pending <laughs> musical ranking. <laughs> um, all right, so 70, 75, 72 and a half. Um, adju- what's the word? Not adjective. Congregate. What's the word I'm thinking of? Yeah, something like that. Score. <laughs> Jingle Jangle. Jingle was a toy inventor. Our top five toys of all time. Now, we had a little discussion of what is a toy and what isn't a toy. I said I just looked stuff up, and if it said it was a toy, then I included it as a toy. So, I'm going to allow that, but I might give you some shit for some of your picks. We'll see. But uh, I have first overall pick. Yeah. I don't want first overall pick because I don't have a definitive 1-1. One, one. There oh. isn't a Dwayne Johnson in this draft. <laughs> there isn't a United States. <laughs> or Snoop Dogg. Yeah. We've had three definitive one-of-ones. Yeah. I want to go Power Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Not even on my list. Power Wheels are fucking awesome, dude. You're just whipping around as a little kid, driving around. Yeah. I never owned a Power Wheel, actually. I had a fucking Power Wheel. It was fucking sick. Oh, no, I owned a Power Wheel. I was thinking of the big wheels that Travis Pastrami used to drive. I had a Power Wheel. No, Power Wheel. Yeah, just the electric little fucking drive around the backyard, drive around the front yard. That's that's a great pick, actually, because... Those things smack. There's always the videos of the kids fucking drifting those, looking badass. Yeah. And it's like before you could ride quads or anything. Um, look at look up just Power Wheel, Power Space Wheel on Google. And the, the last picture on the top row is these two boys riding in a truck. If you make a graphic. If you remember to make a graphic, you know, because you've kind of been slacking a little bit, not trying to throw anyone under the bus. I want you to use that picture because that is a fucking baller picture. That was real mean, Jay. Oh, yeah, they're just chilling on a fucking Ford <laughs> F-150, bro. They got the shades on. <laughs> That's the pick I want to use. He's got a denim shirt on. That's just full denim. Bro, he's swagged He's living out. life. Power wheels fucking are awesome. That's a good pick. That's a great pick. Uh, my first overall pick, you know, you pick something to play outside. I pick something to play inside. But you still get – mine is inside, but you get more exercise with it. And that's the Nintendo Wii. Oh my, we're doing fucking consoles. I I only was going to take one console, but I looked this up. Are video games consoles? And it said, indeed, yes, video game consoles are a toy. I, I'm not going to fill my list with the Wii and the Xbox and the PlayStation. I'm not going to do all that. And if you want to pick them, that's fine. But I picked my favorite console of all time. And to be fair, the Wii is more like a toy than any other console because you're not just sitting there pressing buttons that was another reason i picked it you're moving around there's objects there's the wii board you could stand on there's the bat there's the tennis racket there's the golf club um the wii is my all-time favorite console just in terms of how much i loved it when it first came out it was revolutionary to my life it led to me losing 250 pounds um that's, that's a joke. just not true that's just not true you were 12 the nintendo we did no i was eight okay 2006 it came out uh the nintendo wii i think is personally the greatest console of my lifetime um, and is my number one pick of my favorite toy of all time. That's a cheap pick. How is that cheap? That's a console. It's video games. That's a toy. I, I looked it up. I'm sorry. I can read you a quote. That's fine. That's fine. I'm allowing it. My is number two the pick. Wii a toy? I, the Wii is awesome. Yeah. So I agree with everything you said about it. Okay. Um... It's fun. We played uh, Little League World Series. Iconic game designer Will Wright has described the Wii as more of a toy than a gaming console and believes the system should be considered a toy. Well, that's what he believes. I disagree. <laughs> it was very fun. Yeah. Many, many of good times. Of course. My number two pick, Jason, is a Tamagotchi. I never owned a Tamagotchi. I was tempted by this, but I can't pick something I've never actually owned. I have owned it, and it was fucking cool, dude. You just had a pet. Yeah. 
<laughs> how many dead Tamagotchis there are. <laughs> Riley actually has like a $60 Tamagotchi in her closet right now that she bought for her cousin and just never gave her. Because they're fucking awesome. She's like, I'm going to give this away. Check that. I'm going to keep no, it. No, it's still in the box. She hasn't even done anything with Tamagotchis it. Tamagotchis were fucking awesome. Yeah. I, is that it? You got... Yeah, no, it's just Tamagotchis. I never owned one, so... They're just cool. You're just a little pet. And I think you could, like, link up. I don't really fucking remember. I just remember him being awesome. Yeah. My second overall pick, Ty. Again, maybe a controversial of whether or not it's a toy. But it was named the best-selling toy of 2002, I believe it was. And it's been called a toy by multiple things, this specific version of it. So it absolutely is a toy. That's a scooter. (laughs) Scooter's fuck. (laughs) Okay, so you're not upset about my scooter? Nah, scooter's fine. Uh... This article. I mean, it's just a it's a non-electric power wheel. <laughs> Pretty much. I linked an article from December 1st, 2014, in case you disputed my scooter pick. Uh, and the headline is, this toy is to blame for a huge, sur- a huge surge in child injuries. <laughs> That's the scooter. <laughs> so many fucked up angles. <laughs> but it's the pu- it's specifically, it's called, I think, a push scooter. Is the Razor scooter. It's not a fucking moped or an electric scooter. Not a Razor. A Razor scooter. Yeah. My second overall pick. Everyone knows... If they know me, I was a scooter guy back in the day. You were a scooter gang. I would play Wii. I would go ride scooters. Once it got dark, go inside, play some Wii. Did you have a scooter game on the Wii? No, I actually didn't. But our, me and Sebastian, our scooter gang was called the Scooter Society. SS, baby. That's classy. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not a gang. We're not a group. We're a society. <laughs> yeah. Y'all riding around scooters with just three-piece suits on. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> scooters. All right. I don't hate that. My next pick, Jason. Hot Wheels racetracks. Oh, okay. Those things are so fucking cool, especially you yeah. got the like takeoff thing and it's just like loops and shit. Being someone who likes cars, I like playing with Hot Wheels, having cool different cars or whatnot, and then combining that with the racetrack. He had some with like T-Rexes on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot Wheels racetracks are fucking awesome. Hot Wheels very collectible too. There's a lot of Hot Wheels that uh, cost a lot of money. Uh, two of your three picks are car related. I like ours. What can I say? What was your second pick? I already forgot. Tamagotchi. Oh, that's right. Um, I never, I had Hot Wheels, but I don't think I was ever smart enough to like actually do the track, how it was supposed to be done. Because mm. I don't remember ever actually doing it. There's a picture Can't of me. Can't relate. <laughs> There's a picture of me when I was like two with a Hot Wheel track, like putting a car down it. Like, I didn't build that shit. I was like two years old. <laughs> that so, was all your dad? Yeah, probably. And it was like a big loop and I was just putting the car down it. But um, yeah, I don't think I ever actually built a, a Hot Wheel. Like how it was supposed to be built. I did. I was just too stupid. For sure did. Um, <laughs> that's a good pick, Ty. Car related. Fitting for you. Mm. Okay. You got three picks remaining. I had an original number two, and I just completely bypassed it for scooters, and I'm going to bypass it again. I'm going to go with, and this is kind of overarching, because it, me taking this kind of takes away a different form of this, so I just kind of did the overarching, and that's mini basketball hoops. Um, specifically Nerf hoops, but when I thought about it, if I take Nerf hoop, that can I, I just did mini basketball hoop because that also applies to maybe like the over the door basketball hoop, you know, when we used to mm. bang out. I don't know. So uh, which one are you taking? I'm just taking mini basketball hoops okay. because there's that, there's the Nerf hoop, there's the hoop that you play with a kid where it's like white and has the blue base and little kids just dunk on it. Yeah. I just think for all ages you progress. You go from that hoop to a Nerf hoop to maybe a door hoop. I and remember, then eventually a real hoop. I remember great days of us getting yelled at for just dunking on each other, <laughs> slamming into the door. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to break some shit. Yeah. That was fun. It was just, we were like, hey, it's too cold to go outside. Let's play mini basketball inside. <laughs> yeah. It was great, man. And just break some fucking furniture. I don't know. 
It, mini basketball hoops. That's a good pick. Thank you, Ty. You got one. Oh, you got rid of it. Yeah, I took it down. I was. You literally the day you drafted it, and it's the first time it's not up on the wall while we're recording. <laughs> I'm gonna put it above the closet door. I just haven't put it up yet. There's also the ones where it's like leads to a hamper, so you can shirt you shoot yeah. your dirty clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. <laughs> my my room would have been clean if my parents would have bought me that. <laughs> All right, I've I've maybe hit a wall. I still got five more. I've got I've got some on here. I just don't know which one I want to take. Oh no, I forgot about this one. Transformers. Transformers are fucking awesome. Another car related They're action toy. figures and then they turn into cars. Another car related toy. All right. Yeah, I mean they get the best of both worlds, man. It's both. You're like, "I want an action figure. Oh, I want to drive a car." Fucking both. We're going to fight, we're going to drive away, maybe we'll race. Maybe you race them with your Hot Wheels. Maybe one's a plane and you just fly above and you're like, "Haha, can't get me." Yeah, playing with like GI. It's a toy that can play with any other toy. It's a very inclusive toy. It's incredible. Yeah. You can have WWE ring, and then here comes Optimus Prime with the RKO. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Depending on the size of Transformer, also on the Hot Wheel track. Yeah. They're very versatile. Yeah, for sure. That's a good one. I'm going to take it now. This is my original number two. And I'm going to let you say how much I want, how much I'm allowed to take here. I wrote down Spider-Man, and then in parentheses, any superhero, if it is allowed, action figure. Just superhero action figures. But I specifically wrote Spider-Man because as a kid, I had a Spider-Man action figure that did not leave my side. You're pretty soft, bro. I had a Venom one. Oh, sorry. I get on my level. I had Spider-Man, and he would fight the uh, Rescue Rangers. Do you remember them? Nope. It was like this, like... Sounds like a dog, like a dog Disney show. Let's see. I think that's what they're called. Dogs who are like firefighters. Rescue Rangers. But not, not Air Patrol. Rescue Rangers uh toy let me see power rangers no it wasn't power Off-brand rangers. power rangers rescue heroes i think it was actually rescue heroes toy yeah that was them so it was just like a bunch of like it'd be like a firefighter or a policeman or whatever and there was, like, DVDs that would go along with them, and you could watch. I never watched those. Um, but Spider-Man was a good guy, and the Rescue Heroes, for whatever reason, were the bad guys. And I had the big Rescue Hero. I should have just made Rescue Heroes on this. Oh, well. I had the big Rescue Heroes, like, lair, and that would be their evil lair, and Spider-Man would come in and fuck them up. And You're just giving J. Jonah Jameson so much to work with here. <laughs> Spider-Man's just fucking up Rescue Heroes. It's their name. <laughs> and then I stepped on that Spider-Man one day and broke his leg off, and it was, like, the saddest day oh, of my no. childhood. Yeah. That had to fucking hurt, too. Yeah, I, well, I had shoes on. I was outside. Uh, I was playing with him, and I got up, and when I came back, I stepped on him and broke his leg off, and that was, like, the saddest day of my childhood. But superhero action figures. I'll allow it. Thank you, Ty. Unlike when you stepped on Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, that did not cause you any pain. Yeah. I'm taking the most painful toy of all time to step on. Legos. It's Legos. Yeah, just for, for everyone loves Legos. For someone who is creative and likes to build shit, there's an endless possibilities with Legos. <laughs> you just do everything. Yeah, yeah. Build. Talk about how how useful Transformers are. Legos, man. Did you ever build a Lego as it was intended? No fucking chance. I, I built. I, I don't think I ever did. I built one because I got grounded or something. I don't remember. I got it like uh, for Christmas from like an aunt or something. It was just a small one. It was like a little like boat or something. Never built it, and then I got in trouble, got my PS2 taken away, and I was like, I'm going to build this thing. And I built it. 
It was like 500 pieces, maybe not that many. I don't know how many it was, and I built it, and that's one of the proudest moments of my life. I just like free freestyling. <laughs> yeah, you got some Legos. Let's see what I can do. Now I had the bigger Legos, so they weren't like the like the not the super big Duplo ones, but like the I know which ones you're talking the about. the decent sized Duplo ones. And I played with those ones a lot. My thing I used to do is I would, and I had this big old bin of them. I would build. Uh, so I had my Yu-Gi-Oh cards, right? So I would play myself in Yu-Gi-Oh and like try to build the creatures to like fight each other. And I would always win because I'm playing myself. No, hundred um, percent. But I would pretty much recreate a Yu-Gi-Oh episode with my cards and out my of Legos. Legos. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I used to build the Legos and then have Venom come through and fuck up the Lego town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good move. Uh, just Legos, man. There's so much you could do. Even with today, it. you got a little cousin who's playing with Legos. You'll sit down and build some stuff Absolutely. with them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good pick, Ty. Legos. Again, fifth and, fifth and final pick. People collect them, and there's a lot of grown people that still play with. Them. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't think anything else on this list has a great movie. Except one. Okay. Talk to me, Jay. My fifth overall pick. Toy, I mean, maybe, maybe superheroes. Toy Story. Toy Story. The movie Toy Story. I. <laughs> for the honor of because that's simp- typically something I would do, I'll allow it. <laughs> it should not be on this list. <laughs> if not, I have no, I have a substitute. I wasn't actually going to pick it. Okay. It was on my list, but it is a little cheap. Uh, I'm going to go with something. Everyone fucks with this. Uh, boy, girl, whatever it is, you might pretend like you didn't fuck with it, but you fucked with it. That's a toy kitchen. Toy kitchen. Everyone fucked with the toy kitchens, bro. Uh, I was a man. I had a toy barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping some burgers. <laughs> Growing some dogs. Not making grilled cheese. Um, you never had like a girl cousin you go over and play with the toy kitchen? I mean, there's definitely a toy kitchen at my grandma's house. Um, look, there's man. all the grandkids. I'll never forget it. I'll never fucking forget it. In kindergarten, for free play time, the one thing I always wanted to do and never got to do was the toy fucking kitchen because the girls would always take it first. And one day, I just snitched, and I said, Mrs. Long, I want to do the toy kitchen, Hmm. and I haven't got to do the toy kitchen. And I got to play the toy kitchen, and it was like the greatest. I remember this day of kindergarten vividly. That's how good of a day it was. We just got young Gordon Ramsay over here being a fucking oppressed by all the girls. I just I got to play in the kitchen, bro, and I was saucing f- some shit up, bro. I, I don't know what I was doing. I don't know why the toy probably kitchen. pasta. That's why he loved making pasta to this day. I don't know why the toy kitchen was so appealing to me, but it just had. I, I never played with an after like I, I did here and there, but I never owned one. I never remember playing with it in kindergarten after that day. But for that one day, I was on top of the fucking world. I felt like I mattered. It's electric. <laughs> So the toy kitchen is my fifth pick. Oh, that's a good pick. Toy barbecue. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, left off, Slinky. Okay. Now this is someone who has stairs. Slinky makes their list. Yeah, we don't have right. stairs yeah. at our ch- childhood houses. Um, Slinkies are fucking cool though. If you go somewhere and they're stairs, Slinkies were those things that you would when you go to Chuck E. Cheese or John's Incredible Pizza and you only have a hundred points left to spend, you'd get the Slinky. Oh, every time. Every fucking time. Those that are the, the sticky hand. Or the, uh, did you ever get the army parachute guys? Always oh, got those, those too. Those are fucking fun. <laughs> oh, should put army men on here. Those were the only army men I ever had. Um, I also had tech decks. Okay, those, oh, those, <laughs> that, that's a fucking miss. <laughs> tech decks are great, man. Tech decks are sick, dude. I used to just fucking skate all over. I love skating growing up. I played all the Tony Hawk games. Yeah, me too. And tech decks. I was just doing that shit you know at school. how stupid we must have looked like. 
with our I mean, fucking tech every decks every thing. kid did it. I don't yeah. I don't think it's That's stupid. It I remember third piss, grade piss the teachers off. Yeah. Uh and then I also had connects, the roller coasters that you could build. I built a full connects. That's like also one of my proudest childhood moments. I had a fucking I don't know if it was the same shit, but I had a giant roller coaster I built as well. It had like the little balls and like the balls would just fucking go up to the top and then it'd go down. It had like fucking loop and Oh, I know what you're talking about. Those were like the magnet ones or something, but yeah. I don't know, they're sick. Connects though. Dude, what are the speaking of magnet ones? What are connects? Look it up. K apostrophe N E X. I built one. It was in my room at one point. K apostrophe N N E X. Connects roller coaster. And I built one of these. And then I gave it to Gavin. I gave the set to Gavin and um because he was playing with them and then he just like broke all the pieces. Not broke them, but just like built a bunch of random stuff. Oh, these are the magnet ones. Oh, is it? No, they're not. What are the fucking magnet ones? You were they were just like little pieces and they just had magnet balls on the end and you could just hook up a bunch of them and build whatever. Um magnet toy building. I know what you're talking about. What are these called? This is them. What? What is this? With the pieces that would connect? Yeah, and you just had like the magnetic balls, but then you had different like long like long stick things, and you just made shit, and it all connected through the magnets. Um, I don't know the name of this. This just says CMS Magnetic Building Kit. Those are pretty fucking cool. Maybe that's why we don't remember, because it just, yeah, CNS Magnetic Building Set. It just didn't have a name. It's just Magnetic Building Set. I feel like they were in marketing and had the name Connects, and then they got cucked out of that name, and they're like, well, what the fuck do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> tell me these wouldn't be perfect for connects yeah no for sure for sure um also I w- had a rubik's cube for the more intellectual children i uh gavin had a rubik's cube and i cheated and look there's like a website where you could like put in exactly what the rubik's cube is and then it'll tell you step by step how to do it and that's the only time i've ever solved a rubik's cube i uh, i looked up how people solve a rubik's cube and did it like a man and i have it I, sitting in my headboard you actually did it swear to god I looked up and they were like, oh, this is how you like solve like this pattern or whatever. And then do this step and then do this step. You know, as Victoria, I worked on it for like five days. Jeez. Isn't it crazy that people could do that in like eight seconds? It blows my fucking mind. That like we talked about that was it. a mission and I'm terrified to fuck it up because I'm just so proud of it. And I know I can't get it back. <laughs> That's something like we talked about privately, like Rocket League, people who are insane at that game, like we'll never be able to do that. Um, and just uh, like throwing a 99 mile an hour fastball. And solving a Rubik's Cube in eight seconds. No. Just no, things I will no. never be able to do. No. No chance. So, hitting a 400-yard drive. I feel like there's a bigger chance of me hitting a 400-yard drive than solving a Rubik's Cube in eight seconds. And it's not even close. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Blows my mind. Proud of you, though, for actually doing it. I got one when I was a kid, and I just took the stickers off and put them back on, and my dad got mad at me. He said, you don't get anywhere in life cutting corners like this. I remember that very That's specifically. Good <laughs> That's good parenting. And I hope he fucked it up. I was like, no, solve it the right way. Um, I'm trying to think of any other ones I don't have on my list. Did you ever have a toy slot machine? I, I had think one. I did. And then I put, I was such a stupid kid. Like, it took quarters, and I fucking, I didn't realize that, like, the quarters you won were the quarters you put in. So then I put a $20 bill in it. I folded the $20 bill oh and put God. it in there thinking I'd get more $20 bills. And then my mom had to break it open with a hammer. That sounds about right. <laughs> so that was not my best moment. That's brutal. Um, Trampolines. I don't know if it counts as a toy. 
a lot of fun on trampolines. Trampolines fuck. Trampoline wrestling especially. I, I vividly remember we had an elementary school friend named Dylan. Yep, Dylan Ruffin. I RKO'd him through the trampoline. It broke. <laughs> it broke, and we fell onto the floor. How was that? Did that hurt? Yeah, I remember it being very painful, mostly for him. I do. I got a maybe it wasn't our no. It was the it was the John Cena fu who was on my shoulders and I flipped him just straight through. Springs <laughs> broke, slammed on the dirt. Ow. Yeah. Um. I uh. I busted my lip open on the trampoline. It, I still have a little indent. You can actually see it, and it's hard. I uh was wrestling with the Stanleys, and I tackled Cameron Stanley from behind, and or maybe he tackled me. One of us tackled each other. And I went face first into the metal bar around it. He hit his head, had a huge bruise on his temple, probably got a concussion. <laughs> I hit it, bit through my lip. My lip was literally dangling, and it was New Year's Eve. So my parents, you know, may or may not have been a little bit intoxicated. Didn't notice until the next morning when it was swollen. Probably needed stitches. But by that point, it was, like, fucking swollen, and I got in a lot of trouble for not telling them. And I was like, well, I didn't hide it. You just didn't notice. <laughs> and, yeah, now to this day, it still has, like, a little... Feel it. You want to feel my lip with your fingers? No, I'm good. It's hard. Like a calic buildup or something. I remember, I don't know how much older Taylor was than us. Three but, years. Uh, and we, I, I want to say I was like 12, 11? Made him tap ten, out. 10 to 12, yeah. Made him tap out. Yeah, you got him in an arm bar. He used to, do you remember when he choked Brandon out and Brandon just wouldn't tap out? No, I don't. I remember doing that to Sebastian. Was that in the team room? Yeah, it was in the baseball team room. Just choked him out in the center of everything. Everyone got dead silent. Yeah, I remember it was just like everyone was doing their business, and then two freshmen, I was also a freshman, just fucking yep. got at it out of nowhere. Yep. yep. Choked him out. <laughs> Completely out of play, and he refused to tap. <laughs> How did that end? He didn't pass out, did he? No, he did. He did pass out on the floor and then jumped up like two seconds later. He probably denies that. I guarantee if we ask him, I'm not saying you're lying, but I guarantee that's something Sebastian denies. I don't remember. I just remember he was, fu- I think he was fucking with Eric, actually. Yeah. And I came up behind him because that well, we were just in a choking phase. I don't know. Everyone was fucking with each other. I choked him. I said, tap out. <laughs> we were in a choking phase. Everyone was fucking with each other. That just. <laughs> I mean, we were freshmen. <laughs> and I, he, I said, tap out. And he said, I'm not going to tap out. Was it like a guillotine or was it a rear naked choke? Yeah. I remember it being a guillotine, but I could be wrong. No, I full on just fucking. So that was rear naked triangle. choke. Triangle. No. Triangle? Pretty sure it's triangle. Isn't that with arms? No. Triangle's with your legs. What was the arm one? Where you were behind him and you got your bicep on his neck. Yep. And that's a rear naked choke. Fucking big ass biceps too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a great toy draft though. Jingle Jangle. Uh, if you love Christmas movies, go check it out. I'm sure you'll love this one. Uh, if you're not super into Christmas movies, you're not missing anything. Yeah. So you're not Chris missing anything. If, uh, you, if you don't love them but you want a new Christmas movie to watch this holiday season, I haven't seen a better Christmas movie this year. Fair. But it's not going to blow you out of the water. Is there any other Christmas movies coming out? Um, Holiday came out. That was stupid. It was, just, it, was just, it was a love story. You watched it? Victoria did. Um, I played PlayStation. Gotcha. Uh, Christmas on Ice 2020 Hulu. Probably not that good. Um, it's got 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. A former figure skater and a former hockey player worked together to stop the mayor from closing the local skating rink. They both bond over their love of skating yeah something me and you can relate to fuck yeah (laughs) got anything else ty no next week is our bad movie review yeah now i have i will say a listener okay sent in a movie request who's a listener quote unquote quote not my girlfriend i will say that 
Miko? Quote unquote, I have the all caps perfect movie parenthesis s parenthesis so movies okay for you and Jason to watch. He will shit his pants. Hell House and Hell House Two on Amazon Prime. Do trust me, he will freak. And I said, I don't know if that's gonna work. This may give away who it is. It says new fla- news flash. Tell him we had a listener. Oh no, no, recommend that we do a movie review on these. He said, sometimes you say I'm a grown ass man. So remind him of that and tell him to put on his big boy pants. This is my dad. The listener may or may not be your dad. <laughs> what a hater. No, I'm not fucking watching that. He says, you always yell, I'm a grown-ass man, so remind him of that, and not to put on his big boy pants, but put on your man pants. No, I'm not, um, no. If you recommend a bad movie for a bad movie review, I'm just not watching it. I'm telling you that now. It, it's, it is a bad movie. It's my, it's got an 88% of Google users, 89% I was really hoping you wouldn't look it up. It's got a way higher score than I expected. <laughs> I don't know, I'll figure it out. Uh. I, I don't really have anything in mind yet. Rat race, I really not. Do. It does not qualify for. Bad what movie. are the qualifications? It's got to have a bad fucking forty-four percent. No, no, no. It's got to be in the twenties. Maybe I'll find an Armin White movie that he wrote. It's got a sixty-four audience score. That is not. No, it's got to be both sides bad. Maybe I'll do a Christmas movie since I know you probably won't. Maybe I'll do a Thanksgiving movie. How many of those are there? I don't know. I'll find a bad one and I'll let everyone know. Okay. That all you got? Yes, sir. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. 
where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.